0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: I have to wait for this dog to stop drinking water.
2: As a cat. As fuck with your shit.
1: Oh now they're both in here. Go lay down.
2: You don't tell me what to do, woman. Hey girl, hey. What up,
1: what up, what up? Uh, it's Tuesday.
2: Indeed, it is. And it was the most Mondayist Tuesday of my fucking life, including the technical issues in setting up this fucking recording. It was just, it wasn't even a bad day. It was just the Mondayest Tuesday I've ever experienced.
1: Agreed. I sent my current leader a gift that was just somebody drowning in. A bunch of water. Actually, it was Samwise Gamgee drowning in water because that's exactly <laughs> how my workday was. So
2: I mean, you're gonna be dealing with that for a minute. So welcome to the party.
1: Whoop whoop! Guess what happens Eep, tomorrow?
2: What happens tomorrow? Are you serious? What happens tomorrow?
1: We get a new president and vice president.
2: Oh, <laughs> I really didn't know what day it was. I didn't know what what is today. What is the date? I don't. <laughs> I really didn't know the date. I really, I, hi, I'm here. I exist. I live on earth. That's all I contribute.
1: To be fair, I woke up today thinking it was today because I thought today was the 20th. So I'm right there with you also on earth living.
2: (laughs) That's our contribution. (laughs) I honestly dealt with so much stuff today. I really didn't even have the opportunity to let the actual date register to me. And also, I feel like since COVID started, time is completely irrelevant. Like it doesn't even exist anymore. Things just happen or they don't happen. And like days themselves, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is still relevant so that you know what day you have to go to work or not. But the date, I don't have time to keep track of that shit. Do you know how many other things I'm trying to do to survive?
1: Ain't nobody got time for that.
2: Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm just saying. I'm just over here trying to live my life in this pandemic. I don't have time to know what fucking day it is. But cheers to Kamala and Joe and their grand entrance tomorrow. That will be a beautiful day.
1: All I have to say is, regardless of your opinions on them, let's just fucking make the next four years better.
2: And also, I mean, not only that, but... If really, if they suck for the next four years, guess what? We'll just vote them out in the next four years. Like, that's how this process fucking works. If you're not happy, you gotta suck it up for four years, and the next election, you get to try again. That's literally the beauty of our country. I don't understand the
1: issue. Agreed. Also, shout out to our boy Andrew Yang, running for mayor of New York City.
2: Uh I'm obsessed with Andrew Yang and he's probably one of my favorite humans besides you and Tiny and I'm just saying he should have been the DNC nominee from the fucking drop Yang Gang Forever.
1: Math hype? <laughs> oh yes, indeed. So you know what Kamala becoming the first female VP is a great segue for? Uh shattering
2: the glass ceiling.
1: Yes, very much that. Girl gang. Women in male dominated fields. Did I say that's our topic today? Cuz that's our topic today.
2: Why couldn't you have said that before I did my enthusiastic girl gang because now it sounds like I was hyping something like like previous. Like that was really poor timing, Allie.
1: I think it was per- I think it was perfect.
2: <laughs> I'm just fucking up left and right today. Amazing.
1: It's both of us. This is just us. It's true. So, dear listeners, for this topic, we have a special guest, and like normal, we are going to go make that call. We are. Jingling. Yes. I was going to say, can you please channel something for that? <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Hey.
2: Your beautiful face. I'm so excited.
0: I know. Not a lot of people get to see it. Ironically, for somebody who's literally working with the public,
2: <laughs> and that lipstick color, what is that? So, uh, shout out to one of my
0: favorite brands. Uh, this is Besame Cosmetics Forever Red. It's at a nineteen forty-one red.
2: Oh my god, I fucking love it. It's
0: lovely. It legitimately, like, I've eaten watermelon with this, and it doesn't go anywhere. I love it. That's magic, isn't it?
2: <laughs> Get it, girl.
0: Yeah, it's stunning. I figured with, uh, you know, my fire service, I might as well go engine red. (laughs) Ooh, good call.
2: Oh, I made like a train noise. That wasn't the right noise, but still, I embraced it.
1: (laughs) So... uh, that brings me to another great segue of why we brought you on for this topic of women in a male dominated field Nikki but before we dive into that piece I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and the thing that you host <laughs> Sure thing so I'm Nikki
0: um <laughs> I am one half the books half of Page Turners and Button Mashers podcast a books and games comedy pod that brings you all of the stories and giggles that you can handle. We we post every Friday, and without fail, like we are just a stream of consciousness kind of thing. I still tell you everything from tip to tail about a book, and Tyler, my fiancé and co-host, uh, tells you tip to tail about a game, including all of the wards that it's gotten and everything. And it basically brings you back into the world of storytelling and gaming without forcing you to be like hey you gotta go play this because we already told you about it (laughs) It, it makes it easier plus I really want people to from my point of view get back into books and understand that it's like you can find it in an audiobook you can find it in some sort of storytelling but it's a good escape from the norm and it's my escape and I just love telling
1: people about it agreed all the books
2: and you guys do such a great job you really do I love you guys I love your humor I love how adorable and quirky and silly you guys are together like I just love you both so fucking much it's actually like obnoxious
1: I love that Ty proposed to you on that episode
2: yeah
0: I was not expecting that I can actually give you guys a little bit of a background thing about that so day that he proposed we had actually gone down and back from Chicago and it was kind of an emotional trip because we were going to basically say goodbye to my grandmother's house. I they had owned that house for my entire dad's childhood and on. And I realized that I was like, "Oh my god, I'm never going to see this house again." And that was actually the house that I told the haunted story about for that episode for you. And we had gone down and when we got back, he asked my dad for permission to propose to me officially. And I knew it was happening, but I didn't know we were getting engaged that night. So we came back, got our former blanket fort set up, which was literally on our bed. And everything got set up and he was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing for our opener because he does a weird opener every week. And he proposed and he pulled out the ring and I was like, uh." (laughs) Like, I I couldn't function for like half a second. And I was like, you did, you did the thing. (laughs) I couldn't remember if I said yes right away or not and left her listening back. I was like, oh, good. I did say yes. (laughs) Oh, good. Thank goodness. It was so
1: perfect.
2: I love that story.
0: I love that I'm able to say, yeah, if you want to listen to our (laughs) engagement, it's out there forever (laughs) because I can't just get rid of it now. It's so Um, great. It was so you guys. It is. It very much is. And his explanation was I wanted to do it with something that we both have together. Our podcast is like our baby. So it was such a sweet thing. And I was like, that is the most considerate thing you could have ever told me. I thought you were just going to tell me one day, hey, you want to get married? (laughs) pull out the ring because me and my un- unromantic ass is just like <laughs> oh hey me <man. laughs> yep.
2: i would have totally done a tyler like i'm so over here i didn't even say anything because i'm like no i totally would have done what tyler did i am team half
0: empathetic half dead inside i'm just <laughs> right down the middle
2: <laughs> that's why you're team tiny i
0: am team tiny <laughs>
2: <laughs> will always be yes
1: so, so
2: can I ask what everybody's drinking?
1: Wait. Yes. What? Hold up. Wait. Wait. What? Ting. Can we cover why you're here for this specific oh,
0: that's episode? Right. Oh, 1,000%. So I am a firefighter, uh, a volunteer one in my community. Um, Obviously not going to triangulate where I am, but I can tell you that <laughs> the three of us are in the same state. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I actually just got off my probationary period. Um. And I've technically been firefighting for a year now and I've seen a lot of things and I've done a lot of things and a lot of things that you would have never guessed that I would have ever been able to do. It's just amazing. Um, So yeah, that's why I'm here. (laughs) It's a very male-dominated (laughs) thing.
1: I'm so excited to dig into it.
2: I'm also super excited.
1: I even have a source
2: (laughs) today for once. Okay, so can I ask everybody what we're drinking before we get into girl gang shit?
1: Why don't you go first, beautiful? You're both beautiful, shit. Beautifuls.
2: Guests first. Thank you. Uh,
0: In my beautiful giant blue tankard, I have (laughs) (laughs) Coca-Cola.
2: Because I don't drink. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Keeping it classic. I'm about it. I like to stay sober just in case there's like a weird call in the middle of
0: the night and I'm like, heck yeah, let's go. Which is crazy. <laughs> I
1: know. A little bit. Allie girl, what do you got? So the coffee, the hard coffee I was drinking last week was the mocha version. Yeah. So I told like it was very chocolatey and I was wondering if there was a more normal coffee version. Turns out there is. So that's oh, excellent. I'm
2: The more normal version.
1: The more normal version. I didn't know Pabst made coffee flavored things. Yeah, so it's a PBR hard cold brew. Oh, cool. Described as slightly sweet and dairy free. Hey, that works. Excellent. What are you drinking, beautiful?
2: I went and I got a new thing so I went actually looking for the pineapple basil press because now that just sounds like something that my soul is in need of so I went and festival doesn't have any so that was really a giant suck fast but instead I found this seltzer that's called untitled art like that's the brewing company and I'm gonna show you guys the can. Hold
1: on. Yes, I was gonna ask you if you would show the can.
2: That's so cute. I
1: love pretty cans.
2: <laughs> okay, so the whole can looks like that and the flavor is pineapple mango seltzer. And let me tell you, it's not as it's not as crisp as the press, okay? But this legitimately tastes like juice. It tastes like a mimosa in a can, but like not syrupy or pulpy like a juice, but it's got that heavy juice flavor to it with bubbles. Like I said, not as crisp as a press, which is just super refreshing and like it's got a little bite to it, but this is really fucking good. It sounds delicious.
1: <laughs> so what you're saying is press has competition?
2: Um, Yes and no. Yes in the sense of I would definitely purchase this again no in the sense of I can't even finish a whole one of these because it's so sweet Mm -hmm. like juice. It's just sweet like juice. Whereas the press, although it's very sweet, again, it has that bite to it. So it's not constant sweetness. This can of seltzer, honestly, to me, it would be like sitting down with a gallon of orange juice and just drinking it. Like it gets just too dense. So I like it, but it's definitely like a low doser for sure.
1: Does it make you want to be on a beach somewhere at all?
2: Oh fuck yes! Not even like, not even like a normal beach, like a nude beach, yeah, like white sand and clear water. Like that is where this makes me want to be. Honestly, if it were if it were ninety seven and humid in my apartment, maybe this wouldn't taste like juice. Maybe then it would be really refreshing. So what I think we need to do is go somewhere where it's 97 and humid and take this with us and test that theory.
0: Yeah, we could go to Puerto Rico. I mean, that's half of me, so I'd definitely love to go back. Let's go.
2: <laughs> we have to bring the untitled art, but, I mean, let's knowing,
0: go. Knowing the three of us, uh, you'd get to know my mom and real quick. As long as she's
2: going to feed me tamales, I don't care.
0: My, no, you will not get tamales, Puerto Rico. I'm sorry. That is Mexico. <laughs> oh, no. I love
2: tamales.
0: You'll get mofongo and you'll get pernil and you'll get all the Puerto Rican food, but you won't get tamales. But you'll get pasteles, which are a kind of tamale, but it's made with green plantain instead.
2: Okay, I'll try it if it's kind of a tamale.
0: I'll try. very good.
2: Then we'll have to go to Mexico because I need some fucking tamales in my life. I'm fine with that. I can just bring my grandma up.
1: Allie, are you coming with us? As long as we're going hiking and going to the bioluminescent pools, I'm in.
2: And you love tamales too, so you're coming to Mexico with us afterwards? Oh
1: God, any food, yes, anywhere. Please just take me. <laughs> <laughs> Road trip! All right, let's dive into this stuff. Women in male-dominated fields. So my research came from Insider.com, Catalyst.org, CNBC.org, and Com. First off, the definition of a male-dominated job or field is that in which women represent less than 25% of the labor force. These are some interesting statistics specifically from Insider.com. Per the Bureau of Labor Statistics 2019 data book on women in the labor force, in the U.S., 19% of software developers are women. Only 24.4% of farmers in the U.S. are women. Women make up just 9.9% of the construction industry. Women make up 7.8% of aerospace engineers. In the U.S., 17.6% of clergy is female. Television, video, and motion picture camera operators and editors are predominantly male, with women making up 21.4% of the field. About half of architecture students are women, but they are underrepresented in the field itself, which is only 25.5% female. 5.2% of U.S. aircraft pilots and flight engineers are female. And most firefighters in the U.S. are male. 3.5% of them are women. So one thing I noted when writing those down was most of those, or a good portion of those, are very high-paying jobs and in very specialized sectors.
2: Absolutely. And all very high, highly respected jobs. Like, they all come with some sort of notoriety to it, right? Like, I don't want to say like a spotlight job because it's not necessarily that, but does that make sense?
1: They come with a layer of predisposed importance. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you. Yes, I those are not... I wouldn't have put those words together, but that is exactly where I was going. So thank you.
1: Not a problem.
0: Interestingly enough, uh, my source which is actually the uh, Wisconsin Fire Journal, touched on a statistic already.
2: <laughs>
1: we love statistics.
2: I mean, Allie, not me. I want nothing to do with that, but I'm listening.
0: So from 2015 to 2018, the percent of women in the fire service doubled from four to eight percent, according to the NFPA, so the National Fire Protection Association. Women represented about four percent of the 370,000 career firefighters and about 11 percent of 745 thousand volunteers in 2018 so holy shit i am one of an 11 <laughs> percent. that's insane which is crazy to think about agreed interestingly also enough on those statistics my current class which has about 20 people in it i can count let's see i want to say like eight women including myself eight to ten women were actually pretty even wow that's awesome
2: wow Um, that is awesome my
0: department is very big on like we don't play to the masculinity we play to hey what are your strengths what can you do what can we push you to do better like even my chief is fantastic in saying like you know women can do a leg lock which is literally when you put your leg through a ladder and back and be able to suspend yourself so much better than most men because we have the flexibility to do so. That is
1: literally a pull move.
2: It is a pull move. Yeah,
1: it is.
2: (laughs) So I think about not only the flexibility, but your legs are smaller on Mm -hmm. average. So they would probably fit in the ladder itself more securely for the sense of your legs are just narrower than a dude's.
0: Mm hmm. And uh, also speaking on narrow, we tend to fit into tighter quarters a little bit better. So obviously you don't want to send somebody into a burning attic, but if it's on the other side of the house and we only have entry on one end, obviously you're going to send whoever can fit in there or who's comfortable enough to go in. They're very big on never send someone in who's not comfortable doing so, which is a great thing to live by honestly <laughs> yeah i would hope so literally Run in, break all the windows no uh <laughs> yeah my chief is very equal opportunity kind of thing i'm very fortunate to have a chief like him and he, he just understands that it's like sometimes women have a better chance of this than men sometimes men have a better chance of this and you know he, he just plays whoever whatever whatever our individual strengths are and it's pretty cool because he actually did that while we were doing our teams so he was just like you work together it works <laughs> that's all that matters to me that's awesome
2: yeah that it's really cool you know as I was thinking about those other careers that you were listing Allie I kind of was doing this like little mental roll call in my head as you were saying like the construction worker I think about my friend Nicole shout out to Nicole who actually she either manages or owns her own construction company I don't recall which but Like, I I was just thinking about women that I know who fit in those roles as you were going through them. And honestly, I was doing really good until you got to like aerospace engineer or whatever that one. And then after that, I think I only had two, one being Nikki as a firefighter. I just thought that was an interesting point to make that like the numbers are so small and yet I know a woman, one woman From a lot of those categories. And I bet that you ladies do as well. So it's just really interesting to hear how small those numbers are. And yet we all know a woman. Like, again, it might only be one, right? But still, if we put all those women together, that would probably make those percentages.
1: It's also cool to be able to now bring that knowledge back to them and be like, so I learned this. Tell me more. Yeah, exactly. Without
0: delving into HIPAA violations, uh, you talking about a nude beach and going there one day, uh, (laughs) I literally saw a very heavy, naked, elderly man's butt last week. So, literally last week this day. So I never want to see it again. not run the risk again but being in this kind of service you you kind of run the risk of seeing a lot of naked things and a lot of things in general
2: (laughs) can i tell you that's something i actually think about because i'm i'm weird as fuck but like i do i think about that sometimes i think about in my own house sometimes i have smoke alarms i have a fire alarm like i'm not worried about a fire okay but i do think about this just in one of those crazy daydreams that your mind just takes you on And I sleep naked, right? And I do, I think about if something happened, if there was an emergency situation right now, what do I do? Because I am in my fucking birthday suit. Like what, what am I accomplishing right now? I seriously, if if I have to grab clothes and the cats and Tiny and my wallet, I'm totally fucked. Like I, but I can't sleep with clothes on. So my options are die in the fire or sleep. Like there is no middle ground. (laughs) I, I can
0: tell you with utter certainty, just get a robe. We won't care. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, I think a majority of firefighters and um, EMS personnel have seen enough to just be like, well, that's just another day. Though there are obviously some cases where we're just like, well, that fucking happened. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: that would be me every that would, day.
0: That would be one of the situations where we'd be like, well, she got out. <laughs> have you guys all safe out and you have whatever you need and actually touching on that major thing that you need to know don't grab your cats they will find their way out it's it's oh it's just a fact that's something that we tell people all the time it's like grab you your kid and one important thing and get the hell out if you can that's all we care about because animals will always find their way out
2: nobody has ever said that to me before in all of the I think about, like, at at school when we were kids and they do, like, fire safety training and stuff. Nobody has ever said that to me before. So, thank you. And now I know those four-legged fuckers can figure it out themselves. There
0: have been times where people... Obviously, there's going to be, like, very rare situations where it's, like, a two-story house and the dog's, like, in the attic for some goddamn reason. Like, where we're like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know how it got up there, but it did. And it, it just happens. And we'd rather see you completely safe, even stark naked. Like, we we don't give a shit, right? honestly. At that point, we'll be like, is there anyone else in that house? We don't, like, pets we get, like, We'll take care of whatever you need. but like is there anybody else in that house that you can think of? And that's all we care about. And then from there, we'll do like a salvage where we make sure that we grab your important things. So we've saved, not me personally, but my department has saved um, religious artifacts that were very important to a native person. and his house got struck by lightning. It was a really terrible burn. like oh, his damn. house is gone. Um but we were able to save it salvage uh, religious artifacts. Um, We were able to salvage any photographs that cannot be replaced. Uh, Generally, most departments will work with you in those cases and just be like, what is most important to you? Or what can you not live without? And we will try our best to find it. Or if it's like a medical device that you're like, I need this or I'll die. We will try and see if within a reasonable kind of survival rate, we'll go back in. And we'll try and grab it for you. But if we're just like that, that's a fully involved fire. There's no way in hell that either that person is surviving or that thing is still around because that's just a fact. We have to take it like at face value. But the biggest importance is your safety. You got out. Your kids got out. Things can be replaced. That's what matters. That's what matters to me most. So yeah, pretty important. (laughs)
2: And I really appreciate you saying that, honestly, for us and for our listeners, because, I mean, yes, everybody kind of has some sort of experience with either, like, fire education or whatever, but nobody really knows this shit, and you don't know this shit unless you've been in a fire. Like, you don't know Mm -hmm. the wreckage. You don't know how traumatizing and scary and quick, how quick, how fucking fast it all happens. Like. Yeah, I showed you
0: pictures of a fully involved room that I was in maybe two minutes before. We were in a basement and this was a practice house for, for all the listeners. It, it was safe. It was completely <laughs> intentional that we burned down this room. But in this room, I was put on the nozzle. And one thing that people also don't tell you, fire is loud. It's it, Oh my god. Imagine being dunked in the ocean and how loud it sounds to you as waves are rushing over your ears. Fire is the exact same way. You can't hear. So you get mixed up and you hear, get back or hit it. It all sounds the same at that Mm -hmm. point. And I remember we set this basement on fire and they were explaining to us, yes, basements get super hot, super fast. And I didn't know how fast before I think it was 15 seconds after we finished our like double check of all of our gear, making sure everything was good to go before they set the room on fire to the moment that the it's it's not the equal plane, but I keep forgetting the actual name. It's basically the plane in which survivability drops and you can literally measure it by the smoke hitting the ground and starting to go down. The moment it hits the ground, that entire room is going to literally engulf in flames. And your survivability is maybe 5%. Maybe. Holy fuck. And we were in that room and I hit the nozzle because it was just like, it dropped. And next thing you know, we're literally on the floor and I'm like, I can't see anything. It's just black. And it's just one of those situations that's just like, okay, get out. Your brain says get out. But as a firefighter, you have to say, I have to hit that before I can get out. Otherwise, we're screwed. And then after we were done, of course, the house was set for demolition, essentially. So we just burned it down. But we backed out. And they had an accountability situation. So they counted everybody who was there. The room was so hot before we exited, I could feel it through all three layers of my protective clothing. And I was like trying to shake it off. And it it just it kept getting hotter. And that's about
2: a thousand degrees or so jesus i know (laughs) that's insane i don't even i'm just like whoa
0: yeah i hate to say it like this too fire is pretty it can distract you like that yeah next thing you know that whole room is gone it it just like spit out flames and i was like all right i was just in that room but (laughs) nice to know (laughs) and then i got to see the fully involved room and it was it was literally like looking into hell. It was it was fiery, and it was disgusting, and it was crazy. And I didn't realize just how ashy we got until we walked out. And I'm like, I can't see through my visor anymore. It's just black. That's how much smoke and gross stuff was on you. Oh, my
2: God.
0: But Yeah, I've, I've been in those rooms. It's weird, it's weird to say, but I, I went in, we set the fire, and I got out. And I'm still here, clearly.
2: I mean, which is a big... That's a big part of it. Like, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's acknowledge that. Like I am alive. That's a really fucking big part of it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: You'd be surprised how little actual like big fires that we go to in comparisons to like crashes uh accidents happen all the time uh let's let's be honest as Wisconsin girls we know as soon as the first snow falls everybody forgets how to drive yeah. it is what it is and also medical assists we have to go and help out EMS because sometimes just like with the gentleman last week uh, it was a lift assist and sometimes they need more manpower and we got it so it, it works out or woman power or yep. woman power one of them was a woman and uh, this gentleman was very open and honest about where his testicles went when they dragged drag him across the floor <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and, and he she got the full eye contact and we were like <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> i i have to say it. he literally said my testicles touched my anus when you dragged me across the floor and i was like nice to know <laughs> oh my god don't laugh just Keep it under the mask. We'll be
1: fine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to bounce off that woman PowerPoint to next statistic here, which is between 2016 to 2018, women's employment within male-dominated jobs increased by 5%. However, as of 2018, only 7.2% of women worked full-time in them. Wow. That's crazy small. Mm-hmm. Super small. So, then I broke down some of the issues that women face when working in male-dominated jobs.
2: What are those issues, Allie?
1: So, these are some things that I just kind of thought of and some I came across the way, but started off with their performance or leadership skills being doubted due to being female.
2: That's fucking real. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it shouldn't be, but it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Happens still. E- even
0: as diverse as my department is, that it still happens. It's assumed that if I'm struggling with something for maybe two seconds, they're like, time is of the essence, and they'll rip it out of your hand. It it just happens. I had that it happen. It's, it's like, okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. We're in a
1: training field, but thanks. Yeah. It's like, I don't have more to add, I guess, aside from, yeah.
2: It's frustrating. I don't, because it's just... As women, all we can do is shake our heads because we know it's real. For our female listeners, they know it's real. For our male listeners, some of them might know it's real and some of them might be the problem and they don't even know it. Like, Mm -hmm. so there's really, it's really hard for us to have an expansive conversation on that thought because we're all just sitting here like, that's fucking real. How Mm -hmm. many times in your career, and, and maybe career is too big, but how many times a week? Does a man doubt what you're capable of? I experience it at least ten times a week.
0: Not as often anymore, because uh especially in like my normal day job, because again, I am only a volunteer. I give my time as much as I please, uh, save for class times, which are mandatory. Um, I've had people like still look at me like with doubt, and I'm like, have you ever been inside of a burning building? (laughs) Like, have you? Right. Have you experienced utter and complete loss at what to do when someone is bleeding out in front of you? Like, you don't know how it feels to handle any normal situation at that point in comparison. So now it's like, I feel like with this experience and being like, no, I can do what I need to do. Please don't rip that out of my hand anymore. I feel more confident saying, Please don't rip that out of my hand anymore. I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. worry about me.
1: I personally don't have that sort of exposure, so I'm not I'm not a victim there, I guess you could say. Victim's the wrong word, but you know what I mean.
2: I do, though. Y- you're not subjected to it as much, but I do think that it will be interesting to see when you move roles if you experience it or not, because... Honestly, even our sellers and our sales managers who I know and who know me and who respect me, it still happens. It happens all the time where a man who will be like, but I'm pretty sure it works like this. And I'm like, "Um, okay, well, I'm pretty sure it fucking doesn't because <laughs> this is my job or whatever. And they're like, like, I just don't understand. I don't know why any male thinks that they should mansplain a woman's job to her. And that's not knocking on men. It's truly just highlighting women. I'm not knocking men. I'm saying men need to understand that women are actually a lot smarter than we're given credit for as a species. Smarter and capable. So on that point, though, I just want to be really clear. It's not everybody. It's not all men. And that is the same for all of our experiences. Nikki, I'm hearing you say the same thing. And Allie, I know you've experienced this in your life, maybe just not in the role that you're in as much. But in my example specifically, it's not all sellers and it's not all sales managers that are men. That's not at all the case. But there are definitely those specific men who and it might not even be personal they might really like me and yet it's still just this doubt of my capability that's just i think i don't know like an alpha thing or something
0: like it's completely subconscious to yeah i I feel like i agree i i do agree that there are some people who i feel like have to repeat what you say back in order for them to understand it better in their mind versus them taking it and mansplaining it back to you because i've experienced both there are some people and i do this too where i'm just like let me repeat it back to you so i understand what i'm what you're saying for myself in comparison to no i don't think that you understand anything Completely. <laughs> I've experienced both entirely, so I know what yeah. you're saying. But I do feel like there are times where that can be misconstrued as mansplaining as well, where it's like, are you trying to understand what I'm saying? Or do you not? did it just go in one ear and out the other? Because I can't tell at this point. It all feels the same, yeah. which is weird.
2: And those men are usually pretty repeat offender-ish, where where you know when you're speaking, they're completely tuned out because it doesn't really matter what you're saying. It's irrelevant to them no matter what. And that, I, that I can attest to, I don't experience that anywhere in my life. So that is, like, I'm grateful for that, but also those men are out there and there are women who are being treated that way by those men, but that is not my experience.
1: I also know women who treat women this way.
2: I also know women who treat women this way. Don't yeah, fucking too. do that, women. If you have a vagina, band together because women empowering women is important. The banning of the vaginas. I just made that a thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, my brain just said
1: scissoring I and I got so confused. I know. <laughs> I know.
2: I, the words all came
1: out so fast. We just went from like some war movie to porn. So I'm really confused. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome My brain was like,
0: (laughs) with Nikki. Yeah. Welcome to ADHD Brain, everybody.
1: (laughs) So the next point is acting strong and assertive, being interpreted as bossy or less likable, aka bitchy. However, on the flip side, though, if you're too nice, you can get ran over.
2: I fucking deplore men who call me bossy. I literally, nothing makes me want to rocket punch a man in the dick more than him calling me bossy. I am not bossy. I am assertive. If you have a problem with that, then don't fucking be near me because I'm not changing. Men who think that being assertive is bossy, find your fucking nutsack because it's not the same thing. Bossy is mean. Assertive is direct. If your boss spoke to you like that as a man, you'd know the fucking difference. A woman doing it to you should not make a difference. Grow up. Yeah, I agree.
0: I 100% agree. Here here. As somebody who is not in a lead position but has enough experience in like my day job to know a lot about what we do in my department. I've been asked like time and time again for advice and everything like that, which is perfectly fine. You know, it's it's part of the job. You help each other mm-hmm. out. But there was one time where I realized that I came off as extremely rude and I'm very blunt. I am I am extremely blunt of a person and I, I try so hard to be like, not trying to be an actual bitch, but... <laughs> but it's,
2: gonna it's going to sound that way. Just hold on.
0: It's going to sound that way. Where one of my coworkers who had only been there for six months was trying to get an access that took me two and a half years to get. And I actually called him out on it. And I said, not to be or not to like shut you down whatsoever. But what makes you think you deserve to have the same access as I do that took me two and a half years to get in six months? Tell me what your thought process is. And um, he gave me his answer, and it was okay. I wasn't upset. It was genuinely like, okay, what if so many people aren't here and we need access to it? Then what? Then we talk to somebody who has access. Not you. Sorry. (laughs) And
2: (laughs) not you, boo boo. Not you.
0: And it got really funny because I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like a complete and total bitch and trying to shut you down and kick you so far off your pedestal you got knocked out like super smash bros. I'm not. I legitimately felt insulted. It's essentially a promotion. It's, it's trust. That's six months versus two and a half years, honey. That's a lot of work. Right. I've been with my company for five years. Are, are you kidding me? It, it felt bad. It felt like, oh, just because you do it means it's easy enough for me to get it. And I'm like, that's not how it works.
2: Yeah, that that's a slap in the face for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure he didn't intend it that way, yes. but it doesn't change the fact that it was.
0: Yeah. And I was like, by all means, ask our manager. I was like, I am very sure that she will tell you the same thing. And he asked her and I was like, so I heard you ask. What did she say? She goes, wait about two more years to ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's right. You have to wait. You have to show that you are here. And I love that my boss is very equal opportunity for everybody.
2: Anyway. <laughs> Allie, girl, do you have more statistics to talk about?
1: Uh, I mean, these aren't statistics. These are just
2: Allie, facts. do you have more things to things. talk about? <laughs> Allie, facts. More research? Did your special guest notebook have more insight?
1: I don't have a notebook.
2: Why don't you just let me have my fun?
0: Side note, before we... <laughs> Before we do that, Allie, every time you get, like, right in front of that Winchester sign, you look like you have the Mothman antennas. These are my antennas.
2: <laughs> these are my, <laughs> <are> my
0: antennas. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure if those are, what are they? And I look at and I'm like, oh, they're bullets, never mind.
1: <laughs> it's happening every time I'm getting so distracted, I'm like, Mothman. <laughs> Such a great movie. So, one of the other things that women face are stereotypes such as being the office housekeeper or being the mom of the group
2: or let us not forget being the whore oh my god yeah. whether they are or aren't there is always a woman who is known as the office hoe and i just don't understand that shit either but every office has one i have been a
0: sad perpetrator of somebody who got away with the uh, dressing a little too scantily clad at work and being a little mean to them. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not proud of it, but if I'm getting yelled at for wearing leggings, why are you not getting yelled at for wearing such tight dresses that you can see that you're not wearing underwear? I, I It's just one of those like, please play fair. Please play fair. <laughs> I'm like, we're literally in the same department and we look at Help each other me. every single day. Why am I getting yelled at for trying <laughs>
2: Yeah. I th- but I mean, you know,
0: I do get that. I I I feel bad about it a lot because it's like it didn't need to go as far as it did. But I agree. There's always one person that everybody is like, oh, they're easy just because of something.
2: Yeah. Or everybody taught like the rumors, right? Like the rumor mill in so many places of employment, like big or small rumors and gossip and office drama is just a real part of working with other people. And yes, Allie, I would definitely acknowledge like as I think about my office I definitely know who is the housekeeper. I definitely know who is the babysitter. And actually, as I think about like our office hoe, it's a dude. So maybe that one's a little negated in my experience.
1: Kind of playing off that note, another thing that we can face is being too pretty. So we get the snapback of, you're great at this. Too bad you're pretty. You're never going to be taken seriously. Which makes me think of, doesn't that happen in Legally Blonde?
2: Yes. Absolutely Yes, Yes, it does. (laughs) And I think that's so fucking stupid. I think that's so stupid of society. That's a real thing. It is a real thing. Not that being pretty or, or being beautiful stops you as a woman from moving forward. That's not a real thing. But that societal concept, that is a real thing. And that's just fucking stupid because as I look at all of the women who I am surrounded by when I'm at work, all of them are beautiful in their own way, right? And beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like, obviously, that's a thing. Men are beautiful in their own way, too. This isn't an anti-men thing. But men are not told, you can't go farther than this point because you're pretty. Like, you don't belong over there because you're pretty. Like, that's just so stupid it's so fucking stupid
1: there's kind of this weird thing that beauty and brains don't go together that's true
2: and in 1994 beauty and the beast came out and belle was beautiful and smart so like this has been going on for 20 years and nobody's fixed it like i just why why i
0: I was going to say in like also response to that like i feel like some men who are extremely handsome and kind of get away with a lot of things they get pushed a little further because they want pretty men to be the face of the company and basically show that they have it all. Not to say that some of those men actually end up suffering either like emotional stress or relationship with stress. Shout out to the last episode. But honestly, it, it feel like with pretty women, it's like, hey, you're going to stop here because you're too pretty and you're better off as my secretary so I can yeah. look at you versus a very handsome man or stereotypical handsome man will mm-hmm. be pushed to the forefront and just being like here's a promotion because we like how you look and how you carry yourself even though the stress of the world could totally be crumbling you on the inside like yep. it's weird it, mm-hmm. i don't it understand really it
2: that is such an interesting double edged sword to really look at because i've i've known that that's a mm-hmm. thing but i've never actually put thought into it until this moment and so fucked up i know
1: i think about it a lot <laughs> Can I also just say that I love that you're plugging our show for us.
2: I know, that was my favorite. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I've listened to every
1: episode since episode one,
0: so... (laughs) You guys put out episode one and the tiny taboos out, and I immediately listened to them. And I've been listening every week ever since. I I just have because I just I love what you guys put out there. That makes me so
2: happy, and we do love you too.
1: These next few points kind of go without saying, but women generally face higher stress as compared to other fields when they're in a male-dominated field because, well. Because you gotta push harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta play with the boys. They have a harder time finding a mentor for development and feel that they need to become one of the boys and accept the standard in order to not become ostracized. And actually, one of my favorite Parks and Rec episodes revolves around that. Ooh, which one? The one where they go to Boys Club and uh, she opens up the gift <gasps> basket. I remember. That
0: was one of the best episodes, I'm not going to lie. but I've never seen this show. I, I'm obsessed with Parks and Rec. My brother and I bonded over it so much that I gave him a Ron Swanson pop for his birthday slash Christmas. Because his birthday is on Christmas. I didn't know there were Parks and Rec pops. There's so many. And little Ron Swanson, he's like angry with his eyebrow up and he has the cup in his hand. And I just, I can't. It's so cute.
1: So yeah, that, yeah, the episode really encapsulates it for me. Essentially, Leslie tries to become part of the boys club in order to fit into the political surroundings of a male dominated political field. And in doing so, she actually ended up getting herself in more trouble. Celeste, you need to watch it because you are Leslie.
2: In what way? I've decided I'm Alexis Rose, so I I don't know how I can be Leslie if I'm Alexis. So I need I'm gonna need you to explain this to me. Do you love waffles? I don't love waffles, actually. Damn how about a ridiculous <laughs> amount of whipped cream? <laughs> yeah, I'll take whipped cream.
1: She's just a walking ball of sunshine and persistence. Oh. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's also her. <laughs> I mean, those are like two of my favorite adjectives. So maybe, maybe. But also Alexis could be described as that. So... <laughs> There's always one. There's always one in every show. We'll find it. I'll find it. I'm going with Alexis for now, but I will watch it as soon as I'm done watching Schitt's Creek because I only have a couple episodes left. I was
0: going to say, I I feel like David and Schitt's Creek. My general disgust for people <laughs> is- <laughs>
2: You know, I actually was talking about this with somebody today uh, as I was explaining my philosophy that I'm Alexis and how, Allie, you are very much David. And really, as I was talking to this person, I actually think that you're more Stevie than David because you're just so zero fucks given all the time. And that is not David. David has all kinds of fucks and Stevie doesn't. So I actually think that you're my Stevie, to be honest with you, which is fantastic because I love Stevie and she's fucking hilarious.
1: I still don't know what any of this means because I've only seen like four episodes before we can And now you know
2: how I feel as the Parks and Recs reference. I've seen both. (laughs) (laughs) Nikki's like, best of both worlds.
1: So uh, the final note in this section is that kind of goes without saying that there are higher instances of sexual harassment 28% as compared to 20% in non-male dominated jobs.
0: Kind of freaky.
2: Super scary.
0: I have a bit of an experience with that same person. Previously, when said person was very comfortable with me, she decided to say, hey, can I show you a progress pic of myself at, like, doing, like, workout things? And I'm thinking it's, like, bathing suit. So I was prepared for clothes. And before she turned her phone, she said, by the way, I'm naked. And I saw a lot. And I'm like, we are literally in the office and I'd wish I could forget things. I can't. <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> I wish I could forget things.
0: <laughs> y- you know how hard it is to look at somebody who visually assaulted you every day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't like knowing what you look like under those clothes. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't. And I was actually one of my defense things where I was like, hey, so, yeah. I saw her naked and <laughs> people were like, what i'm like i'm serious she decided to show me a picture of herself naked and then she got angry at me for explaining to my building manager that it made me very uncomfortable she was like does this
2: Who does it? Who does this is a question. Okay, who does this? But who does this as men or women? And the answer is this still happens. So what I think is really important about that though is that women can be just as guilty of sexual harassment as they are in being a victim. Oh yeah, like definitely. those numbers are just as real. So that's a really important call out.
0: It was a very big moment where it was both a woman being the perpetrator and the victim, and it was mm-hmm. a very rare situation where I was like, "What just happened?" And I didn't know how to react. And I think I, I like pause and then he said I'm gonna go that way and I just kept walking because I didn't know how else to react how do you react that's literally like a male coworker saying hey let me show you my progress and all of a sudden you see his dick like what you don't know how to feel mm-hmm. in that moment because you're just like thank uh
2: <laughs> we I- say no unsolicited dick pics <laughs> yep. being sent to us and Nikki wants no unsolicited dick pics at work I want so. no
0: I, I want <laughs> No unsolicited any pic. <laughs>
2: no unsolicited pics. I, I,
0: there are some people I don't even want to see their faces.
2: Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nikki just wants zero unsolicited pictures. <laughs> there
0: is a reason I read books without pictures. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't want to be surprised. <laughs> pop-up <laughs> books are the bane of my existence
1: oh hold up we have the coolest dinosaur pop-up book ever so you have not seen this thing <laughs>
2: <laughs> Allie, have you ever experienced sexual harassment at work
1: none that i can remember honestly
2: okay i have i have many times but specifically the worst one was at our current employer and it was handled really well uh, by a lot of people shout out to lance love lance he honestly got me through that whole thing. But yeah, it was a fucking thing and it was weird and gross. And then, you know, what's the worst part about sexual harassment in the workplace. Whether the perpetrator is a man or a woman, the company like forces them to make an apology. I don't want an apology at that point. Like, yeah. because the apology is, I'm sorry you misunderstood what I said. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Or I'm sorry you misunderstood when I showed you that picture. Yep. I didn't though. I didn't misunderstand That I saw your full frontal naked ass self. Like, I didn't misunderstand that. I didn't misunderstand when you told me I turned you on because I needed your help taking a payment. Like, I didn't misunderstand any of that shit. So don't apologize to me, but that is like such a big... That is such a big thing in, like, the workplace with sexual harassment, and it's just fucking weird. And also, like, (laughs) don't fucking, don't be sexual at work. Like, don't. Unless you're a porn star, there's no reason to be sexual at work. There's none. Get your money. Get the fuck out. Like, what is happening? I feel
0: like, yeah, exactly. The apology was, I'm sorry you felt that way. And I'm like, how did you expect me, a perfect stranger at this time, to feel Like, right. How else would I feel? It was just like, you got so offended at me trying to finally defend myself. You don't you don't harass people in the workplace, male or female dominated. I don't give a shit. You don't harass people in the workplace. Harassment can come also in the sense of being a shadow to someone else. And I've had that more than once to the sense that I had to cut off people and just be like, we aren't friends anymore. Lose my number? I will block you on everything. And I have just letting you know that this is now a professional workmanship and you lost a privilege that is very hard to come by in the first place. But it drove me more than insane that it's happened to me three times where I've extended kindness only to have it turn out that I was being harassed in the end, stalked at one point, and like emotionally traumatized from ever wanting to be friends with a lot of people. And you know how hard that is to be when you're already closed off, especially in a workplace where you're just like, I want to show you that I'm not mean. Mm -hmm. I'm not nice, but I'm not mean. Not intentionally. I have so many walls built up for a reason. And especially in male-dominated fields, I have a wall. And that wall stays up, or unless I know you. And I'm very fortunate to have known everybody on that department for at least 15 years almost which is crazy because i've known them since i was 10 and that's how long my dad's been with the department actually it's been like 17 years with my dad in the department i'm like crazy i know so i'm like i grew up with these people that's one what a cool
2: legacy like Mm -hmm. like to really think about like things or or like right like johnson and sons the sons come next but like even though this isn't your dad's company this was your dad's thing and that he then passed that on to you in the same department like that just has to be so meaningful to you. It's
0: not just me too. I'm one of three that got to go into the same department. So it was what? my dad first, 17 years ago. Then my younger brother uh, actually joined when he was 16 and became, and is still holds this record to this date, as the youngest certified firefighter in the state at 16 years old. That's wow. dope. Yep. my chief was like, this kid has it. He needs to do it. And now my brother is a full-time firefighter with uh, the major city that we're next to. And now me. And I'm one of three, which that- is insane. And I'm not the only one one, I have uh, one of my captains, his son, his daughter joined as well. They're both firefighters, both certified, and it's it's cool to see how this legacy has played out. And my chief himself is actually another legacy because his father actually taught me hazmat. I got to meet his dad, and his dad's uh, he's one of those people who yells at you, but it's nice. <laughs> 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 I'm a nice yeller. I get that. I'm a nice yeller. <laughs> Yeah, I I am a legacy, which is really cool. And I'm the only girl in my family to do this. Sure, I have other women in male-dominated fields. My aunt is actually an officer in the Navy, which is hard enough. And just a side note on that one, she has a kid. He's, oh my god, he's four he just turned four in november and she is out on the sea in the nimitz all the time i don't know how often she actually sees him so talk about a male-dominated field right there right she was a gunny and went out and actually served and she did five tours in iraq and afghanistan by the time i was like 12 like holy fuck i honestly thought i was gonna lose her Like, I had no idea. And our entire family legacy has been where they're in the military or we're in some sort of frontline service, or we're, you know, just artists. Like, we literally just have that legacy. And I managed to be one of the people who goes, no, I'm gonna be in the front. I'm fine with that. Just take me as I am. And everybody has been pretty great as far as that goes. But I know some people who haven't had it as lucky. One of my teammates actually um, switched to my department because though she was also a veteran, she was uh, honorably discharged medically. Her department, which is less than half, an hour for me said, even if you make every single call for the rest of the year, you won't be voted on.
1: What the fuck? She was
0: the only woman in the entire department. And I actually went, that's disgusting. And I said, no, come here. Join this department. We won't treat you like that. We're not like this. That's disgusting. I, I cannot believe that people would say that to your face.
2: It's real. It's real as fuck. And it is it's in so many levels. Like, high level. My mom is super 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 amazing at what she does Mm -hmm. she has a very high level position in the financial industry okay and her boss legitimately sat my mother down in a board meeting with the other members of the board and legitimately told her that her ideas would be better if she had a penis oh no dead serious and this went on for years this this shit went on for years okay and i mean good old boys club i don't understand and i don't understand why i I know you'd think like
0: right about now that it's like hey are we over this (laughs) like come on right i again i'm very fortunate to work in a very progressive kind of forward thinking department. I'm very fortunate. I know that my teammate, she was not as lucky until we were like, dude, that's disgusting. Even other women from other departments who had come in were just like, that's disgusting. Like even our department doesn't do that. You know, like are you kidding me? And it just, it blew my mind. It it actually blew my mind. I was like, I've never been so lucky to realize this, that not only are we technically forward, like technologically forward in a lot of our firefighting things, we're technically forward and we're progressively forward. And we understand that everybody has their strengths and weaknesses no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I know some big burly men who get terrified of a tiny little hole. Like literally, like you're telling me I have to crawl through that? The answer is yes, because we want to see how you react. And I love that my department does that. And they're like, no, we just want to see how you react mm-hmm. because you never know. You never know what you're going to be put into. Like, there have been people who have literally fallen through floors and lived to tell the story because we were very quick on our feet. And surprising to me how people don't realize that it's like, can't think like that. You can't because what if you're having like your last million dollar idea? Just walk away. Because yeah. you decided to tell them that they don't have a dick and that's it. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
1: actually have some good news on that, Brent.
2: Okay. I love good news. Let's hear it.
1: I wanted to quick cover the pay gap, though.
2: Ooh, super important.
1: I found something super interesting on it, though, that I think you're both going to kind of be blown away by.
2: Blow my mind,
1: baby. So, in Europe, occupational segregation has improved very little since 2005. In the United States, male dominated occupation. Generally, pay more than female dominated occupations. Duh. 26 out of the 30 highest paying jobs in the U.S. are male dominated. In comparison, 23 out of the 30 lowest paying jobs in the U.S. are female dominated. By the way, all these facts are from catalyst.org, I believe. Some jobs, such as electricians and automotive service technicians and mechanics, have too few women employed to even compare earnings. Millennials in the U.S. are less segregated by sex and occupations compared to previous generations. In Canada, women who participate in apprenticeship programs in male-dominated fields earn 14% less than men in median hourly wages and are less likely than men to attain a job related to their field after the program. Diving a bit more into the actual gender pay gap. So there is uncontrolled and controlled gender pay gap. Uncontrolled is what we hear about, which is just straight comparing jobs women hold as compared to jobs men hold, i.e. their median for just jobs across the board, right? So like all jobs, here's men, here's women, here's the blanket. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, a woman working a full-time job earns 79 cents to every dollar of what her male counterpart earns. This is due to a lot of different reasons, some of which being that women are less likely to hold higher-paying senior roles and have less opportunities in higher-paying sectors along with racial bias. So, this is what I found super interesting. On the controlled side of it, the gender pay gap takes into account men and women with the same job, qualifications, and educations, so therefore it's significantly smaller at 98 cents to every dollar. I never heard this number before. Did you guys?
2: I've never heard that either. No.
1: It's literally comparing the same everything. Same jobs, same qualifications, education.
2: But the pay is still less.
1: It's like 2 cents. Uh, what? It's
2: 2%. But why is it why is there a difference at all?
1: Yeah, exactly. 2% is still significant over a lifetime, especially when there's no reason for it. That was my end point to that. So
2: like my question really is just, but why? Like if it yeah. is truly toe to toe of these these two things, equal job, equal criteria, equal effort put into it, literally you're going to shave 2% off of her check. Why?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: That's like a pink tax on your fucking paycheck. Like that's legitimately what that is. That's fucking disgusting. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Oh my god, that's a perfect analogy, because that is exactly what it is. But oh my god, that that reminds me of when we were switching over because our building got acquired by another uh, company that we were already working with, but they liked us so we didn't lose our jobs. And we were like excited because, you know, we were getting paid more, all of us were getting paid more, we got a really big increase in all of our things everybody did like no matter who it was everybody did and it's not illegal to know what other people are making it's not you can Mm -hmm. talk about it freely it's it's yep i I know it's it's an uncomfortable and taboo subject but it's legitimately something that you can discuss so that it can feel like why am i making less than this person i've been working here
2: longer but companies don't want you to know that it's legal. Companies yep. don't want exactly. you talking about your paychecks with your other associates for this exactly. exact reason.
1: It's actually on our exactly. list of topics. Yes. Oh, fantastic.
0: Um, actually, I had this happen twice where first I had the new coworker. Uh, I found out that they were just making a little bit less than me. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I've been working here for so long. That makes almost no sense. But also like, okay, I'm still okay. But then finding out somebody that had worked there, let's say like two years less than me, and we were doing the exact same jobs, and I was getting paid $2,000 less than them a year and i'm like there's no minority discrepancy we're both minorities she was black and i'm hispanic like there there was no minority discrepancy why am i making less than the person who has been here less than me so i actually took that knowledge and i went to my building manager and i said what the fuck i was like i i understand that Most people don't think it's great to talk about each other's wages and whatever, but this was said in confidence and I don't understand. It makes me feel like crap. Are you kidding me?
2: Especially because like your paycheck is such a sense of your worth. I mean, like it is whether you think about it that way or not. That is what you are being paid to do your job. So Mm -hmm. if your paycheck is less than somebody who isn't qualified the same way that you are or doesn't have the experience the same way that you are or has a penis when you don't those are bullshit reasons for your worth to be less than someone else and that being reflected in your pay is just such a fucking slap in the face it
0: makes you feel sick it it actually physically made me feel sick and she actually went in and my building manager is also fantastic a lot of female leads in my life, she actually went, I don't know how you slipped through the cracks like this. But when we all got those pay raises, you were supposed to get way more than that. And for some reason, you just slipped through and it had gone unnoticed. And I was like, for a year? Did they backdate your promotion? Oh, gosh, yeah. My my bonus was like, massive that year I was like thank you for the back pay but also what the fuck what, why did it take so long for you to realize that I had been so underfunded mm-hmm. like my time is worth something to me
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so I totally understand that and two percent two percent would have also drove me nuts I I honestly would have been like are you kidding me are you fucking it kidding
2: sounds me? so small right like <laughs> you think about two pennies and that's not a big deal like yeah. if we're looking at one dollar two pennies is not a big fucking deal But two pennies adds up real quick, right? And then, yes, you're talking about percentages because you're talking about real fucking dollars and math is hard. So I don't do that. But I do know that that money will add up quickly. And if there's no reason for it, it shouldn't fucking be there.
1: When you live paycheck to paycheck, any percent is too high.
2: Needed.
0: Exactly. It feels like you're scraping even more.
1: So, on a good news point, There are some industries that have actually flipped in the past five years. Here are a few of them that are now female-dominated. Environmental consultants, the animation industry, web designers, and retail operation managers.
2: That's really cool. Mm -hmm. We also work in a very, what I felt when I started working for our company about six years ago, felt that it was a very male-dominated industry as a whole, and I do still recognize that there are very specific areas of our industry that are very heavily male-dominated, but what I'm finding more in the operations aspect, and we actually talked about a little bit today in one of our meetings, Allie, that it does feel as though the operations side of our organization is changing to be a more female-dominated area, which I think is really interesting, especially as I look at my leadership structure. I'm one of the youngest leaders in our organization, which I take a lot of pride in, But I look at my leader, who's a woman, her leader when I got the job was a man, but he was like one of the best dudes that I've ever met in my whole life. Now we work for a woman and our leader above her is a woman and she's basically our deity. So I just really recognize how much girl power there is in our organization on the side of the organization that we are on. And I have witnessed that change over the past few years of my career. Mm -hmm. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, especially considering when I started in that area, it was it was very male dominated.
2: Yeah, super male dominated. I really feel like now it's a lot more equal. I do. But that's only because there are areas that have increased in women dominance. And again, there are still very male dominated areas of our industry, but it is leveling out, which I think is really important because no company should be identified as male dominated or female dominated. It should be identified as an equal opportunity employer because that's what the law is.
1: One second. It's Maple.
2: As don't want to. Maple get out. As just want to party. What are your good things that you are sharing with us?
1: Yeah, I wanted to end the... Well, my good things were that the industries have flipped, or some of them.
2: Yay to industry flipping.
1: I wanted to share some fun kind of facts with you guys of the most powerful women around the year that you were born.
0: Oh, that's what you asked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) This is from Insider.com. So I was born in 1986. So for me, it was Princess She was the years weren't exact every single time, so I had to work with it a little bit, guys. In 1985, she was considered the most powerful woman. Princess Diana's impeccable style, commitment to humanitarianism, and natural charisma endeared her to a public that had often regarded the royal family as stuffy and outdated. Her royal wedding to Prince Charles was watched by an estimated 70 million viewers. She went on to use her royal platform too and did her best to provide her sons with a normal childhood filled with disney parks and mcdonald's her death in 1997 shocked the world celeste you're gonna lose your mind with yours
0: oh i'm so excited i'm so ready
1: <laughs> so celeste yours is 1992 may jemison she is a graduate student of stanford and cornell and may was the first african-american woman in space in 1992 she spent a total of 190 hours 30 minutes 23 seconds in space according to nasa
2: I knew the moment you said Mae Jemison who you were talking about and I was geeking out so fucking hard. I love that my year is aligned with Miss Mae Jemison because she's fucking stunning. Like holy shit fucking stunning and like Yeah, she's beautiful. Oh my god, she's my hero. She's my hero. And also, I pray that I look half as good as she does at her age.
1: I pray that I look half as good as most people at their age. Nikki, I had to work with yours a little bit. So you get to claim RBG at 1993. Yeah.
0: Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Couple years off, but it works. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: I dissent. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court by President Bill Clinton in 1993. A champion of women's rights on the bench made her scathing dissenting opinions spawn the notorious RBG memes.
2: I dissent. Oh, that is amazing. I would like to have one moment of silence for RBG. I, I think she deserves that from us. Agreed. Especially because we lost her in 2020. She was one of the travesties of, of 2020. Uh, fun fact about
0: Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she was born on my due date. I was supposed to be born on the 15th of March, but I ended up coming exactly one week late. So <laughs> I always make this joke. I was like, I was told I was going to be a Pisces, but the Aries in me said, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Felt. I, I'm not a Pisces. No, you're not. No, yeah. you are not. But I, I love am- that... It- I love that RBG was your girl and you were only one week away from it. You guys could have been birthday twins. I know. It just
0: ended up being a uh, half birthday twins with uh, my coworker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you were just too busy being an Aries. That's, that's what that
1: was. I did have two questions for you, Nikki, because you answered the rest of my questions like during <laughs> this thing. So Celeste, did you have any questions?
2: I would like to hear your questions first.
1: Okay. What's your favorite moment from being a firefighter so far? That's you only get question. to name one. I'm asking you to narrow it down. So far, let's
0: just say I had been injured twice due to fire servicing, <laughs> literally last year, to the point where I was taken out for almost two months for one of those injuries. It was it was excruciating and I hated it. But the best part was literally getting cleared the day before and the next day. Jumping back into it like nothing happened. <laughs> like, though I was having like a weird anxiety day, being able to feel my resilience in things and know how much I wanted it was exhilarating. It's one of those things that I tell you guys all the time of my little achievements, and which to you are me, massive. Mm-hmm. But to me, just knowing that this is what I want and being able to just jump back in and be like, I know what I got to do. This is what I want. It feels so good. It's my favorite thing so far.
1: That's awesome. That's really
2: cool. I love that answer.
1: Actually, I have one other I have one other question aside from my what I thought was my final question. And I'm trying to find a conversation that you and I had. When you and I first started talking, you said something about being on shift or something.
0: Mm-hmm. and On duty?
1: Yeah. And I thought you meant you worked in the office. I didn't realize you were a firefighter. And that just ties into this whole thing of me making an assumption that females aren't firefighters, you know, and I'm a female. So I think that just kind of puts a bow on like this whole thing perfectly. So (laughs) skipping whatever conversation I just had with myself, what would you say? (laughs) (laughs) Scratch that whole thing. What would you say to women who want to go into the field? fucking do it.
0: I'm not going to lie. It sounds impossible to you. And I've had this conversation with many women and many people in general. If you want it, you'd be surprised how bad you actually want it once you get in it. I went in thinking it was a long shot. Uh, I actually went in and, and applied shortly after. I finally had that moment of I'm tired of not being able to help, of being able to rush in and do something about it. And this was shortly after a explosion happened a little north of here. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but it was a massive explosion a couple years back. My dad went in, my brother went in, my friends went in, and I was at home watching the live footage saying, why am I not there? Why can't I help? And it, it it's, it's a drive that everybody in my class has had. If you want to help, now you can you know there's there's the only thing that's stopping you is you Mm -hmm. and even then when you think you can't you fucking can it's surprising i've seen women and people this past year alone conquer their fear of heights conquer their fear of small spaces conquer their anxieties conquer so many things just because someone said hey you're not alone in doing this It's a team. We get through this together. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go into any firefighting, I suggest finding your volunteer department or a department that will gladly welcome you because obviously not all departments are the same, but do it. What's the worst that can happen? They say no, that you realize that maybe the work isn't what you want it to be. Like we've had people drop out before. It happens, but just do it. I, I am so amazed Sometimes, (laughs) what I've done, that I I, I genuinely think that anybody could do it, which is crazy. And I know a lot of people say, if the work was easy, anybody would do it. But it's like, but you can. It just depends on you. Are you willing to take that risk? Are you willing to take that leap? It's absolutely 100% attainable. And I'm living proof that it is.
2: And I think that that. I love that. I loved every single second of that. I felt all of it and I know how genuinely authentic that was for you. So thank you for sharing that. Like, really, I want to start there. Also, I think that could be said, I know this episode is about females being in a male-dominated environment, but two thoughts. One, that could be said to anybody. So to Mm -hmm. our male listeners, that applies to you too. And please know that we believe in you. Nikki is saying that she believes in you. We're all cheering you on. There's no reason to not go for it. But then also to bring it specifically to the place of women being in these environments, honestly, wasn't until this conversation with you ladies where I'm sitting here thinking I'm going to be a fucking lawyer. That is a male dominated field. And it's never even crossed my mind because of exactly what you're saying, Nikki. I just want it. I just want it. I'm going to get it no fucking man is going to stand in my way of getting it. I'm of that position. And I just want to extend that perspective to our women listeners, because whether it's a firefighter or a lawyer or a doctor or a fucking plumber, it does not matter. If you want it, go fucking get it, girl. Like, Go fucking get it. And men, empower those women to do that. Like, that's your job. Empower women to go do that. Empower women in being equal. That's literally all we're asking. Yeah.
0: Uh, I will also say that, you know, you haven't lived till a little kid, specifically a little girl, comes up to you and says, I want to do what you're doing. Oh, I've had that happen like a handful of times and I, I wear my fire hat everywhere. It's my favorite hat. It's the coziest hat I own, okay? <laughs> like, But I see the twinkle in some girl's eyes and go like, oh my God, she's doing this. I can do that one day. I didn't know that was possible. And it feels good to be that inspiration. And like you said, uh, as well as, I have a very supportive co-host and fiance. He he understands that when I'm gone for 24 hours, it's not because I just want to be away from from him. It's because I have a sense of duty to my community. It's that he understands that I love him and I will always come home to him. That's the point. But my community comes first. First and foremost, I am a first responder. My job is my life. And I am perfectly okay with that. That being said, obviously, you have to find your balance. But feel free to understand that it's like there's always going to be people who are there to back you. And even if they're not people that are in your family, or I'm very fortunate again to have a dad who also supports me, he's told me he's proud of me almost every other week. <laughs> since I've started this and I'm such a daddy's girl when it comes to something like that because he's the one who taught me to just keep fighting keep doing it and he's taught me some good strategies and because he's had his own uh you know issues with going through the fire service and testing and all that stuff these people love and support you you tell them what you want you don't ask and and that's how it should be if they support you they're, they're the best people You know, we even had that discussion that day where I I was so angry at myself for having a human reaction (laughs) for being told to say, hey, you should probably sit out. And Tyler was the one who said, hey, it's okay. You're still going to do it. It's not like it's done. It's not like he kicked you out, (laughs) but it's a hard pill to swallow to feel like you're getting left behind no matter what. And still having that support in you guys, too. I, I consider you some of my biggest supporters because... I want you there at my graduation. I want you there. And it, it feels good, but you have to want it to. Like I see the horizon. I, I see it. It's like right there. We are starting fire too. We are almost done. I have a little bit of hurdles to get over, but who cares? I have the best support system in the world and I have all the want and drive to keep it going. And it's hard to find that in people. So yeah, again, just keep doing it. And Other girls will probably look at you one day, Celeste, and be like, oh my God, I can do that? (laughs) Like It's still a great feeling. And you have Tiny, who is a wonderful little girl in her own, right? And you can still be like, yeah, you can do
2: it. That's honestly what I care about as a woman and as a parent. That's what I care about is being a role model for her. But also, I care so much about changing tomorrow for her sake. I care about having these conversations now for her sake and for Moose's sake because I don't want them to grow up in an environment where it's normal to be treated as inferior for whatever that reason may be I don't want that I want to be part of the solution so I think that that's a really huge piece that you said Nikki is as adults not even as parents but it does specifically if you're a parent it's a guaranteed thing but if you're an adult it's an implied thing there are little people looking at you there are little people who want to be you when they grow up. Whatever field that is in, there is going to be a kid who looks at you in awe of what you're doing. Do it confidently. Yeah. Be be that woman who runs the show in a male-dominated office or a male-dominated field. Like, be that woman and do it with pride. Be that man. Do it with pride. But do it with equity because that is what we all
1: need. I'm just going to say, fuck societal norms and go for your dreams.
2: And welcome to Taboos, because that's what we believe in here. Taboos 2021.
1: (laughs) That's all I had.
2: I loved this. I think this was a really important message to share with everyone. I think Mm -hmm. that there will be some really fantastic conversations had after this. You guys are always welcome to reach out to us. Nikki, would you like to share with our listeners how they can reach out to you if anybody would like to hop onto the page turners and button mashers movement, which is amazing. Or <laughs> if they would like to pick your brain about anything, how can our listeners find you? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at Turn and Mash Pod. I'm usually the one running it. So if you have any firefighting questions or if like, is this dangerous? By all means, send me a <laughs> picture and I will tell you it's dangerous. I've done it a lot.
2: Just no unsolicited <laughs> dick pics. No unsolicited, no unsolicited pics.
0: <laughs> Is this dangerous? I will set it on fire, and it will become dangerous. <laughs> um, so you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram at Page and Buttons Podcast, uh, Facebook. We also have a Facebook group, uh, Page Turners and Button Mashers Podcast. That's mostly a meme group. If we're honest, I post so many book memes, <laughs> so bad let's see you can also email us at pageandbuttonspodcast at gmail.com and i think that's it we also have a tiktok <laughs> nice yeah it's it's mostly our uh, headliners but i've got a couple weird things in there including tyler doing some weird stuff because <laughs> i'm usually on the other end of the camera. <laughs> But yeah, feel free to reach out to us, uh, tell us your stories, tell us whatever you'd like. Um, We do want to eventually do a listener slash questionnaire episode, so that'd be fun.
2: And again, just a shameless plug for Page Turners and Button Mashers. Their show is fantastic. Nikki does such a great job with her books and just really being super detailed, and I absolutely love it. And I love Tyler's really like granular level examination of games it, it it they do such a good job of taking you through the experience
1: i also just want to say thank you so much for coming on the pod with us and talking about this with us yeah we appreciate it so much
0: yes thank you Literally any time. I love, I loved being here. I love doing this. It's it's so much fun to hang out with you girls and we need to do it
2: more often.
1: Yes, I completely agree. Dear listeners, if you want to support what we're doing here and help us keep the lights on, uh, we have a Patreon. It's in the show notes. There are even more cool things going up that Celeste is creating that she's blowing out of the water that I did not even expect. Don't look at me like that. Those drink dissections are way more than I ever expected them to be.
2: I don't know what you expected them to be then, because literally there's nothing fantastic on them.
1: I was literally like, here's a Word document.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Here's a Word document. Here's the link to the website.
1: (laughs) We also have our socials you can reach us on, which are Taboo's the Pod on Instagram and Twitter, Taboo's on Facebook, and Taboo's Podcast at, nope. There we go.
2: Yes. Yes, 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 you class. had it right. <laughs> Even Nikki's like, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> you did the thing.
1: <laughs> there are four days left to enter our Satan's Pokemon Evolutions contest Whee! where you can win either a gift card or merch. Totally up to you. It's super fun. Just draw your example of Satan's Pokemon Evolutions and send them to taboospodcast at gmail.com. You guys, the entries. Are blowing our minds
2: that's why you just heard me squealing i'm squealing with intention i
0: had doodled something i'm actually so mad i doodled something and i thought that it ended like that day at the end of the day so i just threw them away thinking that i didn't have any more time i still have the ideas in my head but that's a
2: terrible <laughs> idea draw them again and send them to <laughs> us because i'm here for it i want all of them and some of the ones that we've gotten so far okay again like i said last week I love every single fucking one, okay? Like, (laughs) they're the cutest fucking things of my life, but some of them are fucking incredible. Please, small disclaimer, small asterisks, small voice, whatever. Naming them is not required, but you get an extra huge high five from us if you do name them because the names are fucking hilarious and I'm here for it.
1: As always, one of the biggest ways you can support the podcast is by sharing us with a friend.
2: Yeah, tell all your fucking friends. And honestly, if there's even just one episode that's applicable to someone that you know and care about like that's totally cool share that one fucking episode we're here for it it's not about the listens for us we say this all the time, but I, I really mean it, you guys. It's not about the listens for us. It's about having people hear us so they feel represented, so they don't feel alone, so they know that they're not crazy for thinking and feeling and experiencing the things that they do because it's actually very normal. That's why we want people to listen. Because of you, I figured out what kind of witch I am. So... well now i need to know that's what we're gonna close this on what kind of witch are you i'm a kitchen witch fuck yeah baby i show my love and my magic through my cooking so you're baking yes oh my god i can see the love when i look at your cookies that you send us i can see the love like just oozing out of the cookie even if it's just sitting there like
1: yes So, dear listeners, thank you, like usual, for joining us today. We appreciate you and love you so much.
2: Love you so much.
1: As always, do Do you you be be taboos.